podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. It's got to 2-2 two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil, Lacazette, Ozil! Go! Hello and welcome to another Touchy Gooders podcast. My name is Lewis and I'm joined by uh, Shabs and we've got Dan. How you doing, guys? Yeah, man. Yo. I'm, I'm happy, 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 buzzing. Do, do you know what? Yeah, like, I, I have to apologise to the listeners. Yeah, I have to apologise to the listeners because, do you know what? I feel like, you know, if I can't get my sentences out today, it's because, you know, I'm, I'm just like being crying tears all, all evening, you know. it's um, It's been an emotional day. Well, an emotional evening anyway. I'm just, I'm so happy right now i can't explain it i had to stop myself from doing another video yeah because you know how i get when i'm a bit excited you know i don't, <laughs> don't want to yeah. who, who would the focus of your video be on today oh, mate, just that just arteta man just there's arteta. a lot of play- oh, okay fair enough I'm f- I'm there's fu- a lot of players i'm f- been, you know i'm fully bought in i'm fully bought in we haven't done a pod since arteta joined which is um Three games now, isn't it? We've had three day, three games in the last six days. Obviously, the Christmas period meant that um, we couldn't really 
do too many pods and we didn't have an us rep on on touchline on sunday but i think today's uh pod really gives us an opportunity to just go over the last three games maybe not in full we'll, we'll focus more on the the united game obviously which was which was this evening as we're recording um but yeah it just gives us a real opportunity just to fully break down what we've seen our t- and just this miraculous recovery that we've seen you know and th- there just seems to be this real good feel factor at the moment around the club um i think olu should be joining us later olu has uh, you know we win a game and olu wants to join the pod but you know that's that's what people do um <laughs> anton and leroy obviously not here because they're negative nancy's and they only are on the pod when Arsenal lose or they got negative stuff to say. So yeah, they won't be here this <laughs> evening. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's my shots in. Um, cool. So um, where do we even start? Where do we even start? Right. So let's start with today's game. Okay. We'll talk about today's game and then we'll speak about the Chelsea game and the um, the Bournemouth. Was it Bournemouth? We'll talk about the Bournemouth game in more broad terms. So today, obviously, the context is is that obviously we 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 performed really well uh, in the first half against Chelsea and then heartbreaking to lose the game in the second half but um Dan explain to me what you were feeling like before the game were you optimistic after the Chelsea game heading into this game or were you a bit like or, or did you have some fear heading into this game because of our history against Man United especially at Emirates I was still fearful, man. I'll be honest, man. Um, I'm still suffering from PTSD under the Emory area, so mm. um, it's kind of carrying over a little bit. Um, I'm, I've gained so much trust in Atleta in the last three games, so um, hopefully that's out of my system soon. But I was still fearful, um, simply because the United carried such a great threat on a counter-attack. Um, just for in tradition, they could catch us. Um, I did think we would be much better than, um, than, than uh, similar to the Chelsea game. I think we'd start really well. Um, hoping for the goal. Sometimes you get the goal, sometimes you don't get it. Um, both games, we managed to get that goal to kind of um, put a foot on the game. And we managed to do that today um, quite, I think it was in the first 10 minutes, wasn't it? So yeah, when the goal was minutes. in, I was like, I see, yeah, when the goal was in, I was like, yeah, okay. Now we, we'll, we'll definitely be able to see out this half. I was sure of that. And I was hoping we'd get one or two more. And we had loads of chances, to be fair, in that half. Yeah. Um, it, was just, it was just so refreshing to see to us actually creating chances mm-hmm. through um, various um, various ways of play. Uh, um, pattern play for transition, um, overlaps. Um, set pieces. Run, yeah, for, yeah, exactly, set pieces. There was so much. There was just a variety. As, as you guys know, with Emily, it was just one or two ways. Um, so it's just, it was it was really refreshing to see. But to answer your question, yeah, I was still fearful. And um, I was still fearful in the second half as well, um, simply because... We play at so high intensity at the moment of um, or what Atata wants us to play, which is needed, of course, and that the players will struggle in the second half. Fatigue kicks in, and then we also don't have the best options on the bench mm. to kind of help us um, 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 manage the game. So that's what was one of the things in the Chelsea game where we were like, Atata's not making any changes, but then, yeah, the kind options weren't the greatest. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but yeah, man, I'm just pleased to be one, man. Um, and I'm, I'm great. I'm I'm feeling great, man. 2020 is going to be my year, man. It's a great start. It's a great start to 2020. It's a great start to 2020. Um, Shams, you're the, probably the most positive or, should I say, optimistic uh, Arsenal fan out of all of us. So how are you feeling heading into this game? Like, what was your thoughts after the Chelsea game and then um, heading into this game? Was you a bit more uh, optimistic than Dan is? Or than Dan was, sorry. 
Yeah, no, hundred percent, man. Because like, I see you, you know, saying in a like group, you lot like, saw in the group, but yeah, you lot yeah, saw yeah. in the group. But I was, say, I was, I was, I was calling it. Um, I was calling it from early, and you, you know what it is? I believe in, I, I believe in Arteta. I mm. fully believe in him. Um, just that there's been like such small changes, I think, that have manifested into like just like such positivity in terms of our performance across all games. So the Bournemouth game, you could see it wasn't a great result, but it was better in terms of tiny things that the players were doing. Um, we were trying to be a bit more organised. We still conceded a sloppy goal, a really sloppy goal against Bournemouth. But you could see um, against Chelsea, there was more evidence and we were able to um, impose ourselves on the game better. And the first half, the first half an hour definitely was ours. The first half, I'd say we had under control. Chelsea were a bit hamstrung. It was quite difficult to react. And fitness is an issue because the style of football that um, Arteta's demanding on these players now means that like they have to run a lot more. They were talking about statistics after a game um, in the studio. And they were saying Emery's last game, we've run something like a good like 12 kilometres, 14 kilometres more as a team. Um now in today's game than Emery under his last game. Don't quote me on this that figure, but it's that kind of thing. But again, there were positives in the Chelsea match. I think we were really unlucky in the manner in which we kind of lost in, in the manner in which we lost that game. But there was still a lot that I was encouraged by, especially the team shape. We were compact. Um, we just didn't have the means to come in and change the game. This is where we lack quality. This is where we lack squad depth. And our injuries have taken their toll but going into the game today I was positive one it's United and I don't think United are they're definitely what they um, used to be um, two I think we when we played them earlier this season I also don't think that they were that great when we came up against them um, you know McTominay got that goal didn't he but apart from that I don't think that they I can't remember them doing an awful lot in that game um, Saka was very positive in that game and that's where he had the assist for Abba, but we've come to play them again. And I just thought this is going to be the game where um, we finally win. And the other thing as well, I know Arteta doesn't like these comparisons to Pep, but Pep didn't win until his third game in charge. And I thought this is going to be, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. This is Arteta's third game and he's going to do it. And he's done it. And I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the boys. I'm amazed with the performance. Um, I knew that there was a player in, David Luiz, I don't want to. I don't want to mm. do what you done with um, Sabios, and after this one game, but he 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 was very very good he was today. Good. He was, um, good. you know, and like if everyone's quick to dig him out when he doesn't play well, yeah. but today he played very well, he and did. Uh, so did Shaka, and you know, and again, I think they played well because um, of the structure. Yeah, because the team is structured, Thanks. so your flaws mm. your flaws are less apparent yeah. when there's a structure around you yeah. and a good coach. His job, his role, his responsibility is to um, is to minimise the, the 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 impact of a player's limitations, mm -hmm. and is to maximise what the players do well. And Arteta is looking to do that. He's trying uh, to do that okay. game on game up. Cool. So, all right. So you've mentioned structure. So let's start from the the kind of root of everything, which is which is the structure that Arteta has implemented. It's from my opinion, obviously, it is amazingly impressive that you know he's had. I'm trying to think of how many training sessions he would have had. Maybe a couple before Bournemouth 
Um, then a couple after that, and then a couple ahead of, uh, ahead of this game. So what are we talking? Six, seven sessions? I think he's sessions? had six, seven max. Right, I don't exactly. think he could have had more than that. If you think about days yeah. of Christmas, you know. Over Christmas, he's been rest in charge, period, He's been in charge for like 10 that. days. Yeah. He's been in charge for 10 days, so maximum six, six sessions, seven so, sessions. So six sessions. Yeah. It's incredible to me how much better we, we've looked from a structural, structural point of view. So... Um, I mean, obviously, there there are clear things that I've seen implemented, um, which are uh, you know you know things like uh, AZ, like the, the fullbacks playing a lot more inverted, which is definitely a pep thing, which has helped mm. us so much when we turn the ball over. Um, we I don't know if you guys noticed, but I feel like the left the left back is a lot more advanced um, than the right back. So Maitland Niles has a kind of like a right centre midfield kind of position he doesn't attack as much as the as yeah the, as yes. the left back. yeah he, he hasn't been overlapping he's been coming infield supporting, supporting and then the allowing so when the ball gets infield. broken down we have an extra yeah. body in there and, well, and we'll get on to Ainsley Maitland now because I think he has found the perfect position for himself but we've got so yeah. many questions we've been about, saying this though yeah. we've been saying this about him but, we but have, he needs to make this position he needs to focus on just make this position his because that is the only way he... He needs to buy into he... it, right? He needs to yeah. buy into yeah, it. Exactly. I think he is. But we'll get onto it because we've got so many questions about it. So, yeah, th- those are clear structural things. I, f- I feel like the space in between our defence midfield and attack is incredible at the moment. Like, we look yeah. so hard to break down. Even yeah. though Chelsea had about 70% of the ball in the second half um, on uh, in, in the previous game, they... It, they didn't really look like making anything until we kind of gifted them the goals with our mistakes. Yeah, um, yeah, it, yeah. They didn't they create anything. Mistakes. United today didn't create anything. Like the Maguire header, uh, Rashford obviously had that, I guess you can call it a chance at the end, but I, I don't yeah, really know what time. else he could have done. And, um, and that's what it is. It's what, like, United don't, don't create. So some people could read too much into this and say, yeah, but United, or, or, or minimise it, go the other way and minimise it, mm. say, yeah, but United don't really create chances anyway. But, but Chelsea do, um, Chelsea do but create Chelsea chances. Chelsea do, yeah. you know, and, we saw and, that today. and what we've done, we've seen it as, we've seen it in all of the games, in each of the three games so far, we've seen the team has been more compact, they yeah. have tried to restrict space. Mm-hmm. Um, so there has been a denial of space, whether you're a team that likes to play on the counter or the break or, um, you know, creates chances or doesn't create chances. We are playing in a more compact way mm-hmm. now, where there's little room to manoeuvre, and yeah. people, players are taking turns to engage and disengage. Everyone seems to know when it's their time to engage and disengage. Yeah. Players are covering for each other as well, so you haven't got like two or three players stepping out aimlessly all at one time. I, I was really critical of Gwen Doozy in the Man City game mm-hmm. um, because of the way that he was pressing. I was mm-hmm. speaking to Dan about it and saying, like, you know, he doesn't block the lanes. And it, it is harsh on him because he's so young and whatnot. But um, and I think we had Jungberg in charge then. But then to see him today, he came on. So he didn't start the game, but he came on. And it was just like, look at this. Look at the transformation. Like It's mm-hmm. just like a one simple instruction. And he's not seeming to just go in aimlessly without a real clue. He's seeming to step in at the right time and step out. And then Torreira was immense. I don't want to say yeah. too much, but Torreira he, he was has been, absolutely has been. immense. The, last, the first I'm three real. games, I'm he's real. been incredible. He's been incredible. Mm. But it, it just absolutely. goes to show you, you put, him in, you put him in the correct structure where he doesn't have to cover 30 yards and it, uh, instead he only has to cover 5 to 10 yards. And right. that is what he is... The, he is, he is amazing. Right. That there's probably only a handful right. of players in the world who are better at him, better than him, him doing that job, you know? Right. And, and we've he seen... cleaned up so much as well. Like, exactly. you know, so many last-ditch tackles. Yeah. 
you know, especially late in the game, he he as as the game went on, he was just absolutely immense. He was everywhere, yeah. sniffed that danger, and I think that's the benefit of him playing where he, um, you know, should have been playing all this time. All this it time, just it yeah. further highlights just mm-hmm. how bad of a coach Emery was and how clueless we were under yeah. Emery. But also, Shaka's benefiting from not having that responsibility placed on him mm-hmm. because those are not his strengths. And this is where I go back to my point that I was trying to make earlier about a good coach knowing like, you know, utilise your players and utilise your team in a way which brings out their, their, their strengths really and masks their weaknesses. And that's half the job done. Honestly. Like, you, know what, you know what, yeah, this is, this, this is like, this is like so refreshing to see. Um, which we've, I don't know how many times I've said this. It's just, the transformation is there for everyone. Like the, the pieces were in place. I don't say, I don't think the squad is perfect or very balanced, but the pieces were in place to have a very competent footballing team that can compete for top four. And then we just simply has failed to do this. And I, t- I was coming and had, what, six, seven sessions, maybe one or two more. And his blueprint is basically evident. Uh, it's evident within such limited amount of time. Um, very, um, very difficult games when they come thick and fast. We're playing um, Chelsea, who, 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 are, who are good, uh, creating chance, good at keeping the ball, also have good options off the bench. Then we have a complete different team, uh, um, or face a complete different team to you not, um, and United, who are very good in transition and very physical. And we managed to, in both games, um, all by mainly in the first half in both games, which is based based on the um, intensity issue that we have at the moment. But we've managed in both games to completely nullify their um, their, their 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 threats and basically exert our quality. To, which we still have to some degree on onto the pitch, and we we, we haven't even gone into that. Um, there, there's so many chances there. Probably like as that is kind of um, scoffed at or not, oh, not hit God, properly. Yeah. Mm. We could have mm. we could have gone we could have won today much more convincingly even. Yeah, um, absolutely. And against Chelsea, we could have won as well. I think if Xhaka would have started, and um, again um, we talk about Xhaka um, and all the strengths and the structure. This is a big piece on Xhaka because. And this Emery system, he was exposed as the deepest midfielder, coming, getting the ball deep, covering lots of spaces, being left on his own in midfield. Um, Emery had um, Torreira doing up and down uh, for 90 minutes. And um, what is quite quite evident is that Atta is much, 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 much better at realising what the strengths are of the players and how to best utilise them. So the way we play now is um, Torreira is the player that comes deepest to get the ball, which he has done at Sampdoria. So he's much more nimble um, on the turn, so he's easier to to is harder to press. And then Jaka, for example, who is a bit um, lethargic on the ball and um, when receiving with his back to back to play as well. Um, and instead, Jaka drops into the the space that the left back kind of vacates. So there's uh, the um, and yeah. the left back takes up a higher position. Jaka t- um, takes that lower position where he then faces play, and where it's easier for him yeah. to. To, to pick the passes between the lines. And he's played some amazing passes on the ground in between the lines. He's been very robust, robust physically. And um, he, he's been a steady... Um, he looks like he's going to be a steady um, steady player for us um, if we continue to play at this. And of course, all this needs application and, and, and continued focus from the players. But um, it's just very, very good to see. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. Like, the, Xhaka looks rejuvenated in his role. But with the, again, there's loads of questions about Xhaka, which we will get onto, at the, I guess, at the end of the pod. We'll, we'll, when we do your questions, we'll talk a little bit about Xhaka's future. But obviously, another, another thing that's so clear to me is the work rate of the players. You know, they're all putting in unbelievable yeah, crazy. shifts. Urzil, like... Listen, nobody can ever talk That's about Ozil's work ethic again. Listen, and you know what? I'm going to put my hands up, right? 
Yeah, I'm gonna put my hands <laughs> up. <laughs> sort of. Anyway, so no, I'll fine, kind fine, of go back fine, against fine. it, right? That's so, fine. That's look, fine. No, no, no. I'm not gonna completely oh, give in. I'm not gonna completely give in. So obviously, my stance was, I said at the live show, that Urzil obviously has regre- has regressed physically, yeah? and he hasn't he hasn't been able to hack the Premier League physically. Okay, so when Urzil was put into the squad earlier on in the season under Emery and under Jumberg. He was in for his technical ability, ability only, not his physical abilities, because he wasn't showing anything physically. Yeah, he, no, you can't say he was chasing around which, people. Which, like... which is which is which is based which is based on what? Which is based on the lack of structure. Uzo's a very maybe, smart player. Maybe as soon as he realizes there's no point in me pressing out, he won't press. Okay, but, he's, very, but, very... but he's done that for three and a half, four years, however long he's been. For three he's and never and a half or really years, put in no, a physical. Sh- he's had no structure for three and a half or four years, basically. But he's never uh, okay. Regardless, regardless, he he hasn't he, he definitely hasn't had the structure. I agree with you, but he, he was essentially he was in the team for his technical ability, right? So yeah. he wasn't providing us enough technical assurance in order to, in order to warrant being in the team. So now I'm looking I'm looking at him now, and he looks like a rejuvenated figure. And you know, like I tip my hat to um to Arteta for this because. What he's somehow getting something out of Urzil. I don't know what he said to him. I don't know. I, I don't know if it is Urzil's just completely bought into Arteta and he's ready just to, you know, uh, revitalize his career. I'm not too sure what it is, but whatever Arteta has said to uh, to Urzil or whatever he showed him, whatever he's made Urzil believe in, it's. I've got to tip my hat to him because that is one of the. Uh, you know, we can talk about the coaching aspect, but there's the management aspect of it as well. You know, Urzu is a, is a huge name in football, yeah, ex- except in China now, where they've obviously deleted him from the fucking face of the planet. <laughs> but um, he's a huge name in football, and we talk about we talk about Arteta's coaching. We can talk about that, but the fact is that he has got every last bit out of Urzu in the last three games, and no manager mm. has done that so far. You know. Even I'd, when you, even if you want to take back to Real Madrid, you know, I'd, 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 I'd say, I'd say Wenger was able. Wenger had um, flashes, so I think we can big Arteta oh, yeah, up yeah. for what we've seen from Özil for these last three games. But Wenger did have good, good, good bits and pieces Large out of Özil in spells. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think Wenger Large did know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know I, think I didn't I see this as one under Wenger. I can't the, lie. The, yeah, no, I did. I saw him have games where he just done absolute bits and pieces, man. Where it was magical. Honestly, I can think of three nil against. I can think of about a three nil against Chelsea at the Emirates um, a couple seasons back, like six twenty six September twenty sixteen. Period went like this. Um, I can think yeah, he started he, 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 he started that season particularly well to be fair Arsenal went like six Arsenal won like their first six games of I'm the not, season I'm not, no, saying, fact, I'm not saying you know, Ozil's never played well I'm talking about the yeah, intensity no, that he's playing intensity at. no oh, yeah, no okay. he's not no I hear that but I'm not, I I'm not that, talking about Ozil's quality because I, I, I no, think I Ozil that. has had um, good spells you know of three or four months in the team he's never he's never no, had a full good season but I'm talking no. about the intensity that he's playing at and I haven't seen no I hear you I don't. I don't think he's played at this intensity. I do. I think Özil does get a, a, a raw deal. Like, look, he's a very polarizing player, and even me, depending on how he's performed in his last five games, yeah, you might catch a different tone from me talking about Özil because he divides my Not, opinion. And I used to just be like, nah, I don't know about this guy because he doesn't do enough for you um, when he's not on the ball, and that's always been my complaint with the balls undeniable. 
what he can do. Like you cannot, like you, 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 you'd be an idiot to say that he's not a good player. He's not got a brilliant mind. He's not like not, not even good player, exceptional player. Yeah, exceptional. Think about some of the things that he done today, like that outside of the um, that outside of the foot pass in the what was it? The first half, or the second half, we put, uh, curled it round the player to um, Abwamiak. Yeah, yeah. should have done Absolutely. better. Like, that was even, sensational. Obviously, should have done that was, better. There was even one, lots. Lots of stuff, but then there was there, even one pass were... to um, sorry to interject. There was even one pass to Aubameyang, yeah, which I think got underappreciated a little bit because Uzo put the pass through Aubameyang and uh, Maguire. They were both running, and Uzo put the bar- a pass on Aubameyang's right foot, but Aubameyang didn't realize that it was going to come to his right foot. Yeah, like, if Aubameyang yeah. switched up, he, he he'd have just let a run. He made the wrong run, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he made the yeah. wrong run. Yeah. Um, hello, you know, the other day, the way that he picked the ball up. Oh, Olu's here. Oh, go on, Olu's here. Hello, hello. Yeah, hello. Fucking fuck. Damn it. Even against Chelsea, yeah, you see the way that um, Ozil picked the ball up on the turn and he just, I can't remember who he nuts. Did he nuts? Tomoe just took it past like two players just seamlessly. The thing, I just think he gets a raw deal about physicality. A, because his body language, he's languid. He's never, ever been a player who looks physically imposing. That's not what his game yeah, has been about. Yeah, that's real fact. Ever. I don't but, understand. Wait, but, how, can, how, can, how can Olu but, come on the pod and just start screaming over people? Olu, <laughs> are you all right, bro? Are you Olu's right? happy. The first Olu's time you come on the pod, you man come, come Olu's, screaming no, over Olu's, people. Are you all right? happy. Listen, but he's, right, let he's, me never intro. Been, he's never been that guy. You let see me, what I'm saying? Let me intro Olu. Let Olu get his shit off, man. I'll pause my point. Sorry, Shab. I'll pause my point. It's calm, it's calm, it's calm. Olu, how are you doing, fella? You know, we've won a game and you've decided to come on the pod for the first time since we found it. It's been a long time, you know. It's been a long time. Yes, it has. Oh, fam, we've been taking too many L's, man. It's just one of them. I've been depressed. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been taking constant L's because of this stupid team. Oh. Well, you can be happy now. Yeah, so like that. Thanks for that, Olu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> so, so, so let's talk a little bit about. Um, let's work backwards. So obviously, um, I thought I thought Leno was was good today, and he bounced back quite well from obviously the horrendous mistake against Chelsea. Let's talk a little bit about Leno because obviously he's. It was. Uh, it was a bad mistake against Chelsea, was it? And I think if he doesn't make that mistake, we probably go on to get something out of that Chelsea game. Whether we win or not, I don't know, because Chelsea were knocking and we looked tired. So I don't know if we would have been scored anyway, I think. But possibly. I think think they would have scored anyway. Possibly. I don't think we lose, though. If Leno don't make that mistake, I don't think we lose. Yeah, agreed. Um, But, you know, I think think he, he... Today, he, he didn't really want to catch many things. Um, I think that mistake probably still in the back of his mind. But he did look assured when coming for um, crosses and stuff like that, which is what he's been quite good at and he surprised me at. So um, I was happy with how he bounced, bounced back today. Obviously, that, that save at the end from Rashford um, was, was good. He punched well, very strong punches today out of the danger zones. So um, I can't Very really, strong punches. You know, and, and, you know and, what, I'm never going to get onto Leno anyway because he's been so he's been so good this season. Without him, we'd probably be in the relegation zone. You talk that's, about that's, without him and Aubameyang, where say. are we? Bottom of the table. So that's what I was going to say. Even 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 last season, like he was one of our most reliable and consistent performers. To be fair, obviously there was the issue when he was adjusting to playing it out at the back. He, in fact, he was better than Czech was, but he's found his feet and he's been 
reliable. He's been as reliable as um, you know, as we could have hoped for. I suppose he has. It's just the team. It's the team. It's the structure. It's things like allowing shots, allowing a hundred shots on goal week in week out. He's at some point he's going to have a, a lapse in concentration. And when you defend properly, when you have an organization, when you have a structure, when you protect your goalkeeper, when you protect your defensive line, these things happen less and less. So then he's just required for um, more decisive moments in the games and not all the time, not for everything. And he looks better. The team looks better. They keep a clean sheet. And I think I, I, yeah, I don't want to get onto so- Leno too much because. Um, He's he's done a lot for us, I think. Hundred percent. Yeah, in some way, I think that mistake was down to him trying to overcompensate. Though he realised that the team was on the ropes, free kick in a dangerous position. He was very mm. eager to come out for the for the for the mm. for the cross. I completely misjudged it, and then they score, which is obviously um, is a terrible thing to happen. And he probably felt like fucking shit. But um, he 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 wants to help the team, and he's um as you said, without him, we'd be in relegation. We'd be in the relegation zone, and there's been some of the saves he's made. Incredible. And they go unnoticed. How quickly he comes off his line a lot of times as yeah, well. Yeah. To shut down the angle for people to. Be, he's, well, he's the best in the league at that. He's the best in the league he's, at that. I think just that just that uh, the thing you're talking about in terms of rushing out, closing the angle. There's not many times so he actually quick. gets beat one on one, which is yeah, you know so like quick. you you would think a one on one is the highest chance of 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 scoring, but you know not against Leno. Leno is very very good at that that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously we won't talk too much about Leno. But obviously there's there's uh, a lot of talk about um, Ainsley Maitland-Niles' new position. Well, not new position. This is, uh, but his new role in the team, which is obviously this kind of like I don't know what you would call it. What is it like a right back slash so, right like centre midfield? Yeah, yeah. yeah Olu, go on. You, you chime in. You chime in with your thoughts about um, Ainsley Maitland-Niles and, and where you, you know see his future going forward. I've been saying it for a long time yet. Like, I don't even know why he went into the media. Obviously, I know he wasn't comfortable playing right back, but him going into the media saying, oh, I'm a midfielder, I don't want to play right back, which is such a silly thing to do because I think it's quite clear to everyone, for him to have a long-term career in Arsenal or anywhere in the Premier League, he needs to play right back. He's not good enough to be a winger. He's not good enough to be a midfielder, unfortunately. But... What Arteta's done with him is very good because obviously he knows he's, com- he's quite comfortable on the ball. So he's able to take up those positions as an extra midfielder, which is what really what Arteta's been doing with him, I'd say. Yeah. It suits his and game. That, a and lot I more, think what it? we know is, yeah, I think it suits his game definitely. I, 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 I agree with Oli. And I think what we know about Arteta as well, what he has done is. Um, Fabian Delph. He worked with Fabian Delph uh, doing the, the same thing at Man City, um, only a left back. Zinchenko as well. So he's done the same thing with Saka, you know. Um, or not the same thing, but he's helping players to understand their role and purpose in a different position yeah. in a way which 100%. keeps them happy. Because Delph wasn't too happy. I think Delph wanted out, uh, or, or no, they were going to let Delph go. And um, apparently Arteta said, let me work with him. And it worked with him and it, it worked for them. He, he filled in as an auxiliary left back. And we're talking about Fabian Delph. We've always known him as a centre midfielder. Like different to Maitland Niles. He was an established player, he played in the Premier League as an established central midfielder. So was he's always a centre midfielder. Converted him, yeah, he's as conver- well. converted him into a left back. So um I think I think it makes sense and it and you can see how it helps us in terms of like the team, the left side being um, or the left back focusing more on getting forward that extra protection and stability with um, Maitland-Niles drifting infield and then it allows a bit more freedom 
for Ozil. It allows Aubameyang to get closer to the centre forward. It allows like Pepe or whoever's playing on the right side to just be free as well, not worry too much. Like it gives it, it just gives you that extra solidity, yeah. I think. And these yeah. are little yeah, things that we've seen after three value. games. Three games. Emery's a fraud, man. I'm so vexed about that. Do you know what makes it worse? The fact that after the Europa League final, Raul thought of the idea of actually rewarding him with a new contract. Imagine Aye, he got man. his... He actually got the chance to do that. Do you know how much... Like, and what makes it worse, what's making me more angry is the fact we didn't sack him three months ago. Yeah, so Olu, don't worry, bro. I know you ain't been on. I know you ain't been on touch sheet before. But listen, <laughs> let's leave that in the past. Let's leave it in the past, man. I was let's gonna just, say, you let's, must, let's not talk about Emery, man. Yeah, let's not talk about Emery. Listen, you've had, you've had, you've had six months. My bad, this is my bad. I brought him up. I brought him up. It's just, it's just my vexation. When we're seeing simple, just, just, let's forget about that bum. I guess let's forget about that bum. Let's just, just going back to Ainsley Maitland now. It's like obviously we. I got a couple points about Ainsley Maitland as well. Yeah. Yeah, we've spoke we've spoke a lot about um, his. We've spoke a lot about him playing right back on on previous pods, and I think our main issues with Maitland now has been uh, application, whether he's actually buying he into weeds. the role, and he but, smokes bush. Yeah, so <laughs> but like, I, I if, kid you not. Aizmi Maitland Niles is 100% taking at least 10 snuffs before a game or something. That's well, the way you, you, have you sold it to him or something? Oh, mate, I don't do snuffs like that. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I tried it, but boy, trust me. And I know what that thing is like, yeah? Mm. There's no way he's not playing with at least 10 of those in his mouth. Mm. He's just too chilled. <laughs> so what, so what you're saying is, Arteta has told him, right, enough, enough of that snooze, yeah? Right? You you put that, you, you leave uh, that to after the game. Yeah, but and... It must be the snus. I swear to God. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Remember him against... Um, Chelsea was it Chelsea he played right back in the Europa League final I can't remember uh, I've, 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 yeah, I've just completely did. eradicated he did. that he game did. from he my yes. he played yeah he played he played right I back and swear then, to um, God, yeah. he got done in it and just he got I think done he, he so got done he and fell he down up. and he just gave up yeah he fell over and he didn't get back up mm. and carry and, on and he, he was so carefree about it he just <laughs> But that is that is that is Ainsley Maitland yeah. all over, isn't it? It's, it's like it's application. If he's ready to buy into the role, and this is what I'm saying, he's played right back for the last three games, is it? Is it yeah. Bournemouth? Yeah. So he's played their last three games. And his application, I can't fault him. He's his his um his game IQ of playing in right back has been fantastic. You know, he's he I don't think he's lost a runner once. No a man hasn't lost him. Um, you know, he's yeah, he's he's he, he, he made, he made today, great recovery, great yeah, recovery runs. Today, saw, he's been tuned in Rashford. throughout. He's been tuned in throughout the game, which we've we, which we've all criticised him about because his concentration is sometimes it's just horrendous. But you know, to that, tonight was another example, third game in a row where his concentration has been impeccable. He was cutting out balls. He was just so good. And he's so confident in possession, which is where... He's comfy. He's comfy, which is where I understand why people think he can play CM. Yeah, but he's too lay in centre midfield. He can't... Yeah. He can't... I, yeah. not the thing is, anyway. yeah, the, the yeah... It's a different ball game. Right yeah. Centre mid. The time on the ball... Um, the ball reception in general, so a lot of the balls you have to get on a half turn or, or turn on them. Whereas Maitland last when he gets the ball in feet and he can just view the whole pitch, it's much easier for him than pick a pass, play back inside. So he's much better suited to a role where 
um, his um, his lele ness doesn't get exposed as much. So um, I still think it will always be lele to some degree. Yeah, but um, that's his style, isn't it? I mean, yeah, exactly. That's just gonna I be think, him. I but... think that's kind of a good thing in his position at times. You know, sometimes being just like, to be composed, yeah, very calm. Composed yeah. was right, but, but yeah, yeah. obviously in centre mid, you ain't got that time. No, no, no. You no. haven't got that extra extra time to look up and chill, just yeah, relax. Yeah. And and detouring on the ball, yeah, it's a no go. So it's a no go. That's, yeah. what, that's the problem we've got with Guendouzi because at times he just... He he just he's, yeah, yeah, he's lackadaisy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I, think, I, think, I think going forward, um, you know, Maitland-Niles, this is his position. and um, I, I think, think Bellerin's in big trouble, man. He, he should be. He should be because in this, in this, in this team, I don't think you can say Bellerin brings no. anything to the table that Ainsley Maitland-Niles can't do. Um, physically, uh, I think Maitland-Niles Yeah, definitely. Uh, like, uh, I, th- I think Bellerin was be- Bellerin was good in the final third. So Bellerin did now? have but before his role, injury. But yeah, in this role, yeah. Maitland-Niles not really used in the final Shabs, third. Just, yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. So injury. in this role, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Since yeah. Bellerin's come back, every time I've seen him play, this guy looks like he hasn't played football before in his life. He looks like Bambi on ice. Mm. <laughs> He's a model now, man. Let this like, man just model. Because he can't keep up as well. That's the problem. He's lost a, at least about a yard of pace. Mm. Man, Bucat jeans and vans, man. What do you think? Get me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with bootcut jeans and vans. I've seen you wear bootcut. I've seen you wear bootcut jeans and vans. Oh no, maybe not bootcut jeans. I've seen you wear skinny jeans and vans. I'm a skinny jeans merchant, bro. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I think he's in. I think Bellerin should be in big trouble because on the ball there's no contest. You know, in terms no. of their technical ability, Bellerin is is a lot worse than Maitland-Niles, and Maitland-Niles is very important to us in build-up. That you know, I I I wouldn't like to see Bellerin playing that inside centre mid that you know that inverted fullback role playing in centre midfield. I would not like to see. I know Bellerin used to be a centre midfielder and he played. Um, was it? Did he go to As Watford a winger, on loan? Striker. No, he, go, he was a, he was a winger initially. But, no, but did Barca. he go to Watford on loan and play centre midfield? No, he played them um, right mid. I'm sure he and played right in centre midfield, man. That would have had to have been like a one-off for the odd no, game. No, I'm yeah. so sure he played nah, centre midfield. Oh, I remember, yeah, he played a one game. I remember it was like yeah, a holding midfielder that day. Yeah, I don't, I don't I, remember I him thought playing they played regular. him in a... In a well, anyway, I don't want to see it. So, um, yeah, he's in big trouble. So I think Bellerin is someone that we should um, be looking to move on. Look to move on, yeah. 100%. We should have looked to move him on the a long time kids. ago. You lot were arguing with me I, about it, but... Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. You know, I'm nah, right. I do hope you know that I mean? um... I'm always right. All right, no, no, lose. I don't want to get carried away after these three good performances from Maitland Niles. That's the only nah, thing. So I do think there is a point. Bellerin can't have much long left um, in his Arsenal career. You know, if we can move him this summer, wonderful. Good, if we can get some proper quality in that right back, and then we've got like Maitland Niles as an understudy. 
um, and a development project. He's homegrown, yeah. so you want him there. And then Bellerin's just there as like the the Debussy of 2020. Then that's that's that that's calm as well. But really, yeah, if he's not going to play, and the long term yeah, aim no isn't for him to play, yeah, he should. He's on he 150 sh- he or go. whatever it is a week, 140 or whatever it is a week. He is yeah, wasting money. He should you know? go. It's wasting yeah. money. I just do want quality, man. Like I just do want quality, and and I and I want depth. Is to get like a right back that's that can do the same thing Maitland is already doing for us. It's going to cost us a lot. So, Maybe, but there's probably, players out there, man. We just got to be smart. We just got to scout. You know what? A right back and full and, and left back. It shouldn't have to pay more than thirty million. Realistically, I'm not going to lie. It shouldn't. Listen, we got Tierney for twenty five. Uh, yeah. Liverpool got Robertson for eight. You don't have to pay through your nose. Pay, yeah. You don't have to spend fifty million on Aaron Wan-Bissaka yeah, for lot, him to dribble the ball. There's a lot, the pitch, there's a lot of I mean? options in the market. Trust me, a lot yeah. of options are in the market. Got to be smart. Yeah. Look at got Pereira for how, how much, you know? It's, yeah. You don't have to be stupid in the market. And... No, but I've heard, um, Dan, you talk about um, Heinrichs, Benjamin Heinrichs, and he can do it. He can, obviously... Heinrichs is very competitive on the he, board as well. He can do it in terms of playing right back. So he can do that. And they're all trying... You know, after Pep went there and revolutionised the country, they're all trying to do this Philip... Not Philip Lam. Gosh... Philip Lam did it as well. What's the one? Kimmich. Kimmich. They're yeah. all trying to do this Kimmich thing as well, where, yeah, they're good playing at right back, but they're good coming in field as well. Mm. And sometimes they could play DM, sometimes they could play centre mid. So it is a trend over there in Germany. There's lots of players who would fit the description quite well, who've got some physicality. You, as well, you know, Hector you know, as well, played left back and comes in centre midfield. So, yeah, I, there's what, what I would say about this right back role is it's probably quite low on our priority list. Um, in terms of yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 it is, it, know, is. it is, you know, we need the spine addressed yeah, exactly. So let's move on to the spine. So obviously, um, we've had numerous centre back pairings across Arteta's first three games. I can't remember who played it uh, in the Bournemouth game. Was it Louise and Socrates again? Uh, Louise and Chambers. Louise and Chambers. Was it? Was it no, no, Louis no, Socrates. Yeah, because Socrates got suspended. So yeah, so so um, he's had to. No, no, no. Socrates was the concussion. He got the concussion. He got the injury. Too. Yeah, he came okay. up with his con- um, That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. So obviously, this is the second game that um, our, uh, that Arteta has played Louise and Socrates, and you know, we, in in all three games, I don't think we were we we weren't troubled. You know, this is the. The, the first time in a long while where we've had, you know, a run of games where I felt like we haven't been peppered with shots, you know, we haven't um, conceded, like, a, um, a great deal of clear-cut chances. We look really solid at the back, and obviously there is a structural issue, but um, there is a structural fix that Arteta has come in and, and done, but, you know, I think, um, especially today, I thought Louise was outstanding, and I'm not a Louise fan. Yeah, I don't want Louise at the football club. I think he's, right. <clears throat> I think he's overpaid. I don't, and I, I think we can do so much better than him. And I, I, I just wouldn't have him in 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 our squad. But today he was outstanding, and you can see. I think Leroy made a great point, and I saw it. I was at the he's game today. I saw leader. it. He is a leader, and you saw you can yeah. see it through through the way he's um communicating with the players. I think Aubameyang did a fantastic track back on someone. And Louise, you know, he was he was applauding him, encouraging players. <laughs> yeah, no, but do you know what? I, no, I really liked see, it. Yeah, I really liked it. And um, he was outstanding today, minus a few 
ridiculous moments again but you know you get that from david louise i'm used to it now mm. you know um mm. I, i'm not i'm not a big fan of louise but as i said but i, I you, you know, know i've got to give him props in in the three games that he has played he's been very good even against chelsea he was good yeah, uh, yeah, Bournemouth, yeah. So, he was good socrates has been good as well chambers was excellent in the first um uh 20 25 came... minutes or whatever it was yeah you know? yeah yeah yeah, um, do you know? Do you know what? Do you know what the thing is with Luis as well? And um, I think I was on the on the pod a few weeks back and said, "Listen, he's not even given us that the, the thing that we expect him to to give us, like good sure, passing the quality on the ball." Yeah. But he was and excellent like, at it today. Exactly. Since yeah. Emery, um, since Emery's gone and Arteta's come in, he's been ridiculous with the ball from the mm-hmm. back. Like honestly, some of the passes he's pulled out. Mad. There because he's been freed up, bro. Freed up. The shackles is off. You didn't hear him speak. This guy spoke like a new man today. Mm. He spoke like a new man. I think, the game. I think, uh, I'm I'm a, a lot of these man, like they just, they've had enough, man. They, they just wanted to, they wanted to fuck up on purpose, bro. Mm. Bro, they had enough, bro. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then, and then they couldn't get out. They couldn't get out of the rock. They couldn't stop the rock. But he spoke yeah. today. He said he free. He said, "I believe in this man. I believe in this manager's um, coach's philosophy. He's coming. He's worked with us. Um, it's fun." They all spoke about it being fun. Well, he spoke about it being fun for everyone. He said, I believe he's a really great coach. He's going to improve all of us. Like, all of that, bro. You can see it. You can see, like, the players yeah, are you saying can it. You see the buying in. The players the, are saying about... it. That's it. They're there now. They've arrived. Yeah. Like, and I don't think he... Ha- I don't think Arteta had to do loads. I think Arteta no. had to get Luis on board. He had to get Urzu on board. board. He had to get Oba on board. He didn't even need to get both Oba and Laka. Just Oba and probably Shaka. He's got and Shaka's on board now because now Shaka's saying he's staying. So we've got them four on board, boom, and then Leno. That's it. Like the rest will fall into place. That's that's no no that's no no. no. It. Hold on, hold on. I think they've done loads, man, because the 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 confidence was in the gutter, man. Trav, you know that, innit? Like, yeah, yeah, the confidence yeah. Was in the gutter, oh, okay, innit? okay. So you, yeah, you're saying you're, I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah, 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 cool. I, I agree I, with I, you. Man. I don't he, think he, he had a... to do too much. I think their confidence was in the gutter, but he's he's coming. I've Sometimes you could just come in and say, listen, I know this is bullshit. Yeah? We're not going to do nothing like that. This is how we're going to do it. And I need you, you, you and you. And that's it. You lot are my guys. He said, you four are my main guys. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. You're all going to be leaders. You're all... And you can see these are playing for him. They're playing for him. They weren't playing for Freddie. It was a joke kind of. I don't know what that transition was or why they had so much confidence in Freddie or whatever. I can't lie, them Freddie games were, were, were kind of horrible, man. They were kind of mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but he didn't have a coaching no. staff. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. true, yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true, that's fact, that's fair. He, he, they, they didn't give him a, a good hand, man. They gave him the worst yeah. hand you could possibly be yeah. dealt with. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's true, that's fair. But, yeah, I mean, look... I. A lot has been said about Luis. I can't. I can't. I'm, my opinion on him hasn't changed. And yes, he's going to look better under under Arteta. We thank God. But yeah, if not for me. We des- we desperately need another centre back, especially now Chambers has done his ACL. Is it? Yeah. So I mean, that is you know that I think just a little bit on Chambers that just sums up his career so far really isn't it it's like i feel sorry for him man yeah, I feel for him. yeah. It, he looks like he's about to become because i think there's a strong argument to be made that he should be starting for us especially you know yeah. with his ability on the ball i think him and louise are probably our our best partner most competent yeah yeah exactly so um yeah it just sums it just sums things up for him i think, I do prob- think though, like um he's someone we should keep around long term because he's so versatile he's yeah I think we have to because he's English anyway and he's young he's English, still. Yeah. He's going to keep his value. 
obviously, like, if we get Saliba, well, we've got Saliba coming in next season, and yeah. if we get, like, a a centre-back, I don't know, yeah, hopefully, if um, we put Makano, hopefully him, we are going to need some of these English lads to just fill in as backup. That's fine, we've got two of them there, we've got Holden and Chambers to do that, yeah. like, we've got two ready-made English, Holden doesn't have to be, we don't need that huge amount of quality. We don't need quality. him as hard, 100%. Yeah, you just need to keep him mm. around, put him on 30, 40k a week, he'll keep be happy, happy with that. You know, play him in the in Europa, yeah. play him in the cup games. You'll play the odd league games, you know, and we'll, we'll keep the, these guys around the, the, the club. The, thing the is with only Holden. reservation about Chambers is um, now nah, if this is an ACL, then it's another it's yeah. another one of our defenders. Well, we know, we absolutely need to sign someone, and, don't we? Yeah, we absolutely need to sign someone. We need and to sign someone anyway, but yeah, we need the someone anyway. Is, and then separately, I'm if he's got ACL. And Holding's done one, mm. and then Bellerin's done. You see unlucky, what I'm saying? It's it's unlucky. it's just it like bad. I don't trust that backline as a B team backline no. either. To be honest with you, because they're all, you know they then they they've all had this quite serious injury. Um, what's it going to be like when it's when it's when it's on for them? But yeah, yeah. Let's just get in Upper McConnell or whoever in it. Yeah, I'm yeah. just hopeful Arsenal don't do this thing getting a short term option because mm. it shouldn't. I think that's the worst thing we could do this January. Yeah. It depends yeah. what's available though, isn't it? Like January is such a, a hard market to navigate through and you know, you don't want to sell yourself short getting someone who's not quite good enough. Thanks. Yeah. And yeah. you know, just to just to be a stopgap because what you end up doing is you're putting them on a three year contract and then you only yeah. want them for six months really and then they're hard to get rid of. And we've done that so many times, you know, and I would just we hundred percent need a centre back. I wouldn't be adverse to getting someone in on loan. Um, but I don't want to make any permanent signings unless they are the required fit, the required. Well, loan, unless, you know? yeah, <laughs> unless we've been, uh, unless they've been on our radar and are part of a long-term strategy, anyway. And that's the thing: Jan, there's not, Jan, the January window is really about and should really be about loans to 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 pad out your squad. A mm. player who's good, who's got quality, who's um, not getting enough games. You know, he yeah. could be like if he's not if he's at a top tier club and he's not getting enough games there. Bring him in. Yeah, let's see what he can do. You see what I'm saying? I think he fits the profile of um, player that we need. Let's go for him. Yeah, I think the option could be Tadebo. You know, from Barca on loan. Who? Yeah, Tadebo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jean Claude. Jean Claude. Never seen him yeah. before, but he sounds like he's got PMP. Yo, 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 yo. He's the he was at Toulouse and um he went there. He don't, he's not he's not playing too many games. He sounds powerful. Super cheap, so I'm, I'm all for it. I, I see. <laughs> yo, Lou, you need to relax. <laughs> Sounds fast. It, sounds it sounds like he's got at least nah, 16 pays on Football Manager. He's quite similar, he's quite similar to uh, Saliba, to be fair. Oh, say. Yeah, he's tall. He's about 6'3", six, 6'4", something like that. No, yeah. I've, I've seen him. I've seen him this year against Inter and he was he was very, very good. Do you know and what, he's though? someone that actually runs with the ball out from the fence and stuff and yeah. passes it it's, between it's, the lines. Very good player. It's very yeah, weird now, though. Better that, than at that. It's very weird now that, though, we've gone from wanting, like, athletic centre-backs simply because we knew how bad our organisation and our structure was. So we needed fast centre-backs. Now, I, obviously, I still want fast centre-backs, but it's less of a priority to me now. Like, I used to say, I want PMP, I want PMP. But, you know, I think Louise, Socrates, Chambers, none of them have pace. But they've shown that with this structure, they, they, they can... They can deal with um uh what am i trying to say that they that, that they can defend to a to an adequate level to a to a good level yeah. even without having that added physicality you know so it's it's still it's still important to me i still want my defenders to have you know that that athleticism but it's since we've got arteta in now and it looks like he's developing this structure i think it's less important to me 
if that if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I think I think the thing is though, these past three games will show how bad our structure has been for a long time. You know, oh yeah, because mm. mm. it's actually exposed a lot of these defenders that mm. we all we all like. I think Lewis touched on it before. He's saying, why is it that teams like Bournemouth, obviously Bournemouth aren't doing that well. Teams like uh, Sheffield United can put out a back line that's probably championship level. Yeah, and have a structure about them. This mm. just shows the whole point. Yeah, yeah. proper coaching. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's never it's been about player quality, really. It's like, not. It's, it's, it's not. It's not. And and that's and that's what it is. That's why you can look at Sheffield like, with Arteta. United and say like, yeah, look how good they're doing. Different. You can pluck any of those defenders. Yeah. And this is what I used to say yeah. about Van Dijk. I think as good as Van Dijk is, I don't System. think him alone was good enough to come into our team. And, and and fix all of our defensive issues. Under all of them, like, but I we think, would significantly I think, improve, I think. Yeah, we would improve, but I think we'd still be like because we played such a shit like we're, we we have so much flaws, so much team flaws, so much structural flaws that his 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 qualities will be um overshadowed. He'll just stand he would, out he on the basis of his physicality Let, because he's yeah. different. But he'd be exposed. He'd let's, be exposed. Um, let's move on because um we've yeah. got a few more bits to cover. So obviously we talk about midfield now. Um you know, so Torreira and Xhaka looks like it's the it's it's the first uh they're they're, they're, they're the pairing that they're nailed on as the yeah, pairing. Right? On, yeah. And they look Torreira I, I think we touched on him earlier in the pod, unreal. You know, this is the Torreira we saw when he first came into the pitch and I, I, I think someone mentioned maybe me uh, you know, when you give him shorter distances <laughs> to cover, yeah, I'm taking. Yeah, you did. Point. Yeah, did. Yeah, okay, you did. Right, cool. Um, yeah, when oh, you give him shorter distances, <laughs> just reiterating points. I'm just reiterating points. When you give him shorter distances to cover, you know, there's not many better in world football. So I'm so glad. Like Napoli, you can suck my fucking whatever. Twenty-four million. Napoli, you need, to, you need to add. You need to times your uh, your bid by three if you want Torreira, mate, because you're, that twenty five mil you're putting on the table ain't cutting it. I'm sorry, and he looks like a man that's enjoying his football, and that's what I like. You know, as I said, right, I was te- I was telling the boys in the group chat, ask about him in Montevideo. Do you know what I mean? Ask about my boy in Montevideo. Hey. Yeah, they hey. know. They've been telling us about Torreira. I've been telling them about <laughs> Torreira. Yeah. He's, he's... You, know, you know what was you know what was sick about him today is that um, that third substitution, that third and final substitution, they were saying um, it w- Guendouzi was supposed to replace him because he was struggling for a mm. little piece, and apparently he um, said to Arteta, "No, no, 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 Lacazette's finished." Yeah, he said, Lac- he said Lacazette's finished. He said, "Get him off. Get him I'm off. staying on." And then, like, he went on to oh, make no, a couple last hot. minute. He went on to make a couple last minute tackles as it's well, unreal, like quite man. decisive ones. This guy was yamming an energy bar. Someone stuck yeah. an energy bar onto the pitch for him. I thought, I said, <laughs> this, well, is well, I, this is what I want from my. I, I, from my I, ball I need to understand something because um, Torreira always drinks this, this drink before the game. What is he drinking? Because the energy is that it's, Ur- it's that Uruguayan it's elixir, bro. It's, it's... Why am I saying chili? <laughs> He's drinking Alamo bitters and that. He's <laughs> drinking Alamo and Magnum Yo. and them, them tonic wines and that. <laughs> we, we are, we are lucky anything. to have him, man. We are lucky to have him. I'm going to have to Google that. Is that good for it can make you do anything, can it? Yeah. He saw like, Saka and Balogun like yeah. been busting him on it, and he said, "What's this, man? How come you man can run like that?" <laughs> Balogun said, "Oh, don't worry, my friend, drink this." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, obviously we we spoke about um, Toro. So let's, you know what? Let's let's give Jacquerie's praise because 
Let's go. We, I think we missed him against Chelsea, and I, it disgusts me to say. It. And you know what? Let me let me, let me just <laughs> me say too. this before I do give him the praise. It is sick. It's sickening me to my soul. Yeah, that <laughs> I have to sit here and and listen to these Jaka fans' accounts don't, talk don't about that, man, the revisionism on Jaka's career. You know, it's it's been utter dog. He's been so bad for us. And yes, we can talk about lack of structure. Yes, 100%. But we caveat that. We 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 implement that into all of our ratings of Arsenal players, yeah? So when we talk about Arsenal players, it goes without saying there's a structural issue, so they're obviously going to look worse than they are. But Xhaka has... You know, it's 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 not... We're talking about the mistakes that he's made. These the penalties, the individual that he's given mistakes, the, the individual penalties. I will never ever Brighton. forgive him for them. Right. And there's you no. Know, we need. He can play. He can well ten. He can play well for the next ten games in a row. I'm not having yeah. him. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, but that's so why. Got, like, do you know what? That's why I'm, I'm I'm going mad. Some of these people are saying we shouldn't sell him at all. I'm thinking, are you not yeah. mad? Listen, yeah, that, nah, it's two different it's things. Oh, no, 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 no. It's two different you know things. I was a big Jacker fan when he came here. I actually liked him. But yeah, I do you know what the problem is? This guy is not a Premier League player. He's just not got the athleticism to play to last it long term. I mean, the structure yeah. name look nice right now. But mm-hmm. after a while, we're going to see... Once yeah. in a while, he's um, going to make the same mistake. Yeah. mistakes. And we can't get complacent. I can't, because I can't that, lie. That, that individual mistakes thing is mad. I don't think if he stays, I don't think Arteta gets rid of him. I think, I think if he, think if he stays and says that he wants to go in the summer, then that's different. Mm. And then he says, "All right, stay for six months for me. Stay for six months for me." That's cool. the right thing. I to agree do. that right now selling him. I said this earlier in the chat. I think right now selling him, I believe, will be a mistake. Mm-hmm. And you look know my stance on Shaka. I've come on this pod. I've said it. Twitter, you can dig me out. Anyone, Shaka fans, you come for me. It's there. I've said it in bold writing with exclamation marks. I don't really rate this guy. But right now, it would be crazy to sell him. It would be crazy to get rid of him. Partly because I, do I don't think that, that we're able to it's bring him. It's hard to get a replacement. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think we can do. And then, um, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. Rabia, mm, it's, 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 no, it's, it's, it's much of a muchness. It's much of a muchness. I'd, I'd, I'd rather not bring in Rabia now. Um, for so, Rabiot, you know, you know. Ra- well, yeah, man. That's why I'm not even. And do you know what makes it worse than Rabbit? Mum's not a rabbit, you know. Rabbit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not bringing him in now. Nah, nah, he's a massive bitch. I'm man. not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it because it's uh, then you've got to just wait for him to become accustomed with the mm, team, exactly. with the league, all of that stuff. There, it's six months, and it, yeah, man. It's, I'm, I'm just, no, 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 no. He's a massive. He's a bitch. He's a prima That's the donna. Problem with him. I don't know. Yeah, I ain't got time for these prima donnas right now. That, like the, the rabbit thing is, I don't think it makes sense at all. What 25, 30 mil would have been a decent price to get him when. Maybe a couple of years back, but now why? And there's no, other well, he, the he, he just moved six months ago on a free, and he's on so, two, he's on plus two hundred k a week. So yeah, what's I'm he not spending. Nah, nah, I'm not having him, man. No. Um, keep nah. keep Jack around, and until we can find a suitable replacement, like, I, I, I want would someone love... physical. I want someone physical in there with legs. And they have to be like because hold on, let's hold talk on. about the let's talk about the good things that let me interject because you just said you need someone physical with legs, but we need someone that has the passing quality from deep as well. That, that's yeah. what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was gonna that's say. Why, like, we need someone see, with, with the Partey, technical ability. That's my thing. That's my thing with passing. I, I know he's got all these physical attributes and that, but in terms of passing, the same as nah, and... see. I think Partey might even be a better passer than Samara because I think Samara is more of a dribbler, mm-hmm. so he wins the ball. He's he's much better technically, I think. 
I don't think he needs to be a better passer than Xhaka. I think he just needs to because let's let's face it, Xhaka is a I good passer in in the right conditions. Yeah, in the right conditions, and let's talk a little bit about what Xhaka is as um has uh what has changed for Xhaka. I, I think in the, the last best thing games. about him, he helps Arsenal control the game a bit better. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. That's what I say. The best thing about having because when when you have Gwen Duzi there. We don't have a lot of control. When Dizzy, he's still young, so he's so naive. Dizzy's positional the a bit, is, is yeah, all over the place. So there's, a, there's a few things. Xhaka is much better positionally. Um, Xhaka is, um, when he faces the game, he picks the right passes most of the time. And his yeah. execution is pretty good. Um, even between the lines, execution is mm-hmm. pretty good. What's changed for him mostly between um, when Emery was our manager on Nuremberg and now is that where he picks up the ball. He doesn't yeah. pick up the ball with his back to play, getting pressed. He picks up the ball in a zone where people don't really press. He faces the play. He can then... Um, pick passes. Do a few passes. Yeah. Deep completions. And then yeah. advance the play in, yeah. in the further he, face. He's not he by the himself, back. is he? He's, yeah. It looks like well, he's got so. options around. Like he, he, There always seems to be an option available now to pass to. And I think under Emery, it was too much of players will get on the ball... Look around. No one's there, so we go backwards. That was our attack. Again, that's philosophy. because of structure. That's, that's structure, because of structure. Exactly. But when so, you look at Arteta, he's saying the players are playing two touch. And we're playing it out from the back. He's not the deepest builder. He's not. He's not expected to um, be the deepest midfielder. He's not getting it off the defenders. Like all of the things that Dan said, like just makes so much sense for like what Shaka is good at, and he does that. Like, his advanced metrics are really good. His advanced metrics have generally been good when we under Wenger and under Arteta now I'm sure his numbers for the Bournemouth game and like today will look very good in terms of pass completions made into um higher up the pitch, pass completions made into the final third. Like that is what he's good at. So yeah. if you create the environment around him, if you create the structure, you allow him the right context to play football, he will do what what, and it's, and what it's, hiding his deficient, it's just hiding his deficiencies yeah. and accentuating his strengths, yes. which is also not only helped Jacka, but also helped Uzel. So a big emphasis on what Atat has been doing is finding the free man. Uzel has always been the free man. He picks up the best positions in, in, in the pockets. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. literally, there's literally advanced analytics that tell you in terms of picking up positions in dangerous areas where people can't get to you. Uzo is one of the best ball recipients. Yeah. We haven't utilised that under Emery at all. We didn't use him. We didn't have the structure to facilitate any of this. Um, we're just going in the right direction now. Being able to hide players' deficiencies through the structure and then accentuate their strength. Yeah. That way, we will be able to more continuously build our text. That chemistry will start coming in as well. All of a sudden, you see loads of combinations. All of a sudden, you'd be like, oh, him and him have a good combination. We didn't see yeah. any of that before. Yeah, yeah, so, um, none of it. It's, it's none of it. Let's, yeah. um, let's, so we've spoken about us already. Um, let's move on to Pepe. Now... <laughs> I'm going to say something controversial, right? <coughs> Great goal. Um, scuffed it, by the way. But um, scored a goal. Um, hit the post. <laughs> you need to stay calm. Great corner. For, Oi, um, the hitters are onto you, you know, Lou. Be careful. But what I'm going to say is I don't think Pepe played well today. And I'm disappointed in him. 
And the reason I'm disappointed in him is I feel like everyone in the Arsenal team has bought into what Arteta is trying to do. Yeah, the intensity that we're playing at, yeah? The aggression that we're playing with. And I feel like the only one who has not bought into this so far is Pepe. And it doesn't surprise me one bit that Arteta has sat him on the bench for the first two games. And you know what? It doesn't surprise me as well because I think Jumberg is a bit of an intensity merchant as well. Even though he couldn't really you know, uh, assimilate the style onto uh, the Arsenal team while he was coaching, he's, a, he's an intensity merchant. Emery is an intensity merchant. Well, uh, so he says anyway. But I think these are the reasons. And today it really frustrated me that in the first eight minutes he had Luke Shaw on skates. You know, he was, um, he was great for the... Um, uh, I, f- I can't remember what he did. He sat, sat, he, he sat Luke Shaw on his bum within the first couple minutes. Yeah, um, I yeah. can't remember what it was. Then he obviously scored his goal. So I'm thinking, look, you've got, you've got the uh, the bit between your teeth, you know, go for it. But there was times he would line Luke Shaw up and just go backwards. It was like he was scared of Luke Shaw, and it really disappoints me. He's he's got no intensity, and he's running going back or forwards, and um. There's stark differences between when him and Nelson plays. Obviously, Pepe's got more quality than Nelson. I think that goes without saying. Like, I wouldn't trust Pepe to Pepe, um, Nelson to slot away the the, the goal Pepe scored um, today. Uh, you know, Nelson. We see what Nelson's like on set pieces. Awful. Um, Nelson's not going to be on the pitch for productivity. I think we mentioned this um, the last pod that we did. He's not a production player. So I, I, don't, I don't want anything to do with Nelson. I don't think, even though he was good against Chelsea, very good against Chelsea at what he's doing, he's not going to be a production player. Pepe, I'm just, I'm just disappointed. And I, I was saying he should get hooked. And, and it was right on cue. I thought Arteta's substitutions today were perfect. And I'm not just saying that because I agree with them. I think they all made sense. They all made logical sense. And I, and I thought he was right to drag Pepe. He wasn't... He, United had a little spell where they were okay, getting more okay. on the ball. Think, and, think, and a lot of this was I to do with Pepe. Okay, let's be, let's, be, let's, be, let's be... Yeah, let's be um, objective in our analysis. So, he did. He got the goal. After that, he had um, two or three good moves in the first half. Yep. Where, um, where the United players were scared of him. I do agree that in his 1v1 activities... He wasn't aggressive enough. So what mm. I think was, that was based on when he was isolated, he I think personally think that he still has something to do with confidence. The one confidence. One 100% the one you want Let me get my point off. Let me get my point off because I think in the one we want, he was thinking, if I beat this man, that is calm. But if I don't beat him and I lose the ball, that doesn't look good. So he's stalling and getting the, fine, getting the team high up the pitch. I agree though, however, that he does lack the intensity, which I don't know if it's down to attitude only or also fitness because he did look tired. So I think, I, attitude, I think he looked man. tired. So, um, but he did look tired. Some he sort did, of attitude issue, though. He didn't want to come off like he was sulking on the touch on the touchline as he was. Of course, he, he, the fans were the fans were very receptive to him. And uh, you call me a passion merchant for this. I don't care. The fans were very receptive to him coming off, and he had a long way to walk around to that bench. Okay, you can be disappointed when you come off, but I'm looking for your reaction. I'm looking for your reaction. You're two. That's new, cool. That's you're cool. You're two new up. Yeah, you're two new up. Yeah, you've been dragged. You've scored your goal, but give me something. Like, oh no, give, get, get, yeah, give a I little do, clap I to do, the fans. I, I, I do think that was um, like watching that, and they and they did make a bit of a 
deal about him coming off the way in which he come off. It wasn't. I mean, it, it it was the United players were probably just happy to get rid of him. Maguire got involved and pushed him off the pitch. Martial came and just tried to push him off as well. So he was resistant towards that. Obviously, a bit disappointed with the substitution. Yeah. And it did seem to take him forever to make his way round. And like for me, if I was a fan clapping him off I would have wanted to see something from him in the stadium yeah, I would have wanted to see it's something it's not even that I think fair I deserve play. something I wanted nah, to see yeah, something nah, from him like, yeah, you know I, what I mean I, no, I, think, no, I think you're fair I don't, I, don't, I don't think you're saying anything unreasonable there I do think that you're a little bit harsh in your overall analysis Definitely. of him I appreciate that you was there at the game I wasn't there and when I'm at the game um, how I analyse games is different to um, how I analyse games when I'm watching them at home I do think that he did, um, certainly in the first half, I don't think he was as, as, as bad. I just think the only thing that I would say I is not aggressive, not um, as aggressive when attacking his man. But I but think that's defensively... That's what I want from him, Shabs. This is what yeah, I want for him, man. But this I is... think defensively, I think <laughs> off the ball, I think he he certainly covered, he helped out on mm, defense yeah, he did help in the disagree. early stages he helped of the out. game. I he think he brought out. his foot on the ball sometimes he, he and gave us respite. He created a couple by... chances as well. He yeah. Four, I think he created four chances, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he, he, put, he, put, he, put, he got his foot on the ball. He held up plays sometimes and just allowed players to take up positions ahead um, of, 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 of him. He gave us a bit of respite at times, you know, when we were under the course or when we just recovered the ball or whatnot and weren't going to... Um, uh, I don't think quickly. we were under the cosh. This is the thing, Shabs. I think we there was a there was a huge opportunity here today to really kill Man United, and mm. I think one of the reasons why we didn't completely go for the kill is because I don't think Pepe was aggressive enough because he like he had Shaw in a few one v one situation, no, 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 no. a lot of one v one situations. Man, we can't talk about his a structural thing now. Pepe's picking the ball up from yeah, fullback. Yeah. He was picking the ball up in extremely advantageous p- um, positions for a mm. player uh, for 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 a, for a player who is is supposed to be as good one v one as he is, and I believe he is because I've seen him he do is, it. He is. I've seen he him was, do he it. Was, he's put, he's putting man on his on his ass, isn't it? He has. And again, he did it. Well, he did it. Today. He did it. We saw he did him. it. But he I've seen him today. do it. I've seen him bottom. do it. But why is he only doing it two times a game? But it's yeah, so it is like it, 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 I, I do get. I think like we have to allow him to have games under Arteta. Um, let him get a run of games under Arteta and let's see what he can do in those run of games. And then, I'll, for me, the jury's still out on this guy. It's not all like, yeah, boom, he's like, he, he's he's cool. He's not all good in my book. I don't, just don't want to be too harsh on him mm. knowing that. Yeah, look what Emery's done to I the just, whole place. Like, has made decent players look very, yeah. very, very bang average. Very, very bang. Like, we've had real. no... We've had no attacking structure, no attacking pattern of play. You see, like these automate, what, what, what is it? Auto, auto, I can't even say the word. Automations. Like no, all of this coming with the familiarity. Yeah, patterns of play. That comes with familiarity. That comes with, it comes with confidence as well. Mm. It comes with having a, um, having a, having a um, regular partner. I think him and Maitland Niles have played like quite a few times yeah. down that right hand side. They're, they're, um, they they're going to get to know each other. Mm. He hasn't played a lot with Ozil. You know, he's playing with Ozil now. I think they linked up well. I was impressed. Like, he always seemed to be looking for Ozil. Ozil would vacate the central space and progress higher up the field. Um, Pepe would come infield 
you know, sometimes coming into Ozil's zone sometimes as well. So I just want to see a bit more. I want to see like a couple of more games from him mm. and see what he does as well. Also, when he did attack his man, Cresswell, against West Ham, he got hacked down. He got yeah. hacked down. I said it was good for him. It's good for him to get a sense of what English football's about. He needs to see that. He needs to be able to take a kick and get up and keep going and persevere. Um, you know, but maybe he's picking, maybe he's still holding a knock from this. I don't know whether it was an injury thing because apparently after the game it came out as well. He's him and that's both said, maybe. if you need me, I'm ready. Mm. So I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be too, too, too harsh on him. I think at the end of the day, we won today. We kept a clean sheet. He scored. He, he was unlucky to have not got a second. Yeah. A second, exactly. Could, could he not have taken that a bit quicker? Could he not have taken nah, that a bit I, quicker? I, I, I haven't I seen the replay. It, I, I've come it, home and, and, you know, I've jumped I straight I think on it here, was but... a deflection. It fell to him. He did well to get into position to it's... pick up the ball and react as quickly as he did to it as well. He read the situation well in terms of the oncoming man. Uh, faked them. Absolutely sold his man down the river, mm. by the way. Um, it felt like you know, he was got... too intent on taking on the man. He didn't want to take it. This is what I'm saying about Pepe. I, I want I him to drive to more with opening the ball. for him. Yeah, I see enough. I think, I think these fair. men have to be coached out of him, though. Think. Yeah. Say yeah. that again, sorry? Yeah. I think these bad habits, they can be coached out of him. I think the fact that if he's, he's willing on... to, though, Olu, this I is the issue. I think he's buying in. I actually think he's buying in, you know. I think the issue I don't is. I think he is. <laughs> I think someone's. Um, they did mention it the other day. It, his issues is stamina. Like, he's struggling to keep up. He's tired, man. <laughs> he's just a lazy that's why he's... He hasn't played. Well, that's why he's... He hasn't played. He's actually... Tired, bro. He hasn't played Lacazette. Yeah, it was out on his feet today. We we cuss Lacazette all the time for being a BBW, nah, a fat was, shit. Yeah, but... You know all these things. Laka, <laughs> yeah, but Lacazette played. in six days. Two hundred fifty minutes in six days. He was still chasing down. Still chasing down for This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm. Good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Remember, he wasn't as bad as Pepe in terms of intensity, man. The team wasn't as bad, though. The team was, yeah, but I'm bad. just talking about in terms of individual running. I'm just talking about in terms of individual running, man. Like, Aubameyang, yeah. Aubameyang was still doing his job defensively. Like, I think there was a, a, a time where Saka, um, uh, Saka dribbled with the ball and got a shot off. Aubameyang was there, you know, filling in his position. I, yeah, at left Aubameyang back. covered that. Pepe is not doing game. that. Pepe yeah, is not doing that. Pepe is not doing that. Hundred percent, he's not doing it. If Maitland-Niles had done the same thing, there's no way Pepe finds himself at right back, at filling in for for Maitland-Niles. And it's because he's not fully fine. You can call it a fitness issue, maybe it is, but I don't think he's fully bought into Arteta. And but it's difficult to say, say he hasn't fully bought in though. Like we've only seen him on on the yeah, one. That was his first start. Why is it why is it difficult way, to see I'll... for Pepe, but it's easy to see with everyone else? 
because they've played Cause more. Black. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I, I don't agree with that. I, I think with right. Pepe, no, I right. think with Pepe, the only thing he, he hasn't played as much as the other players uh, have. Uh, yeah, he, he hasn't, hasn't played, played as much as, much as, much as, as the other players. And I think, I think as well, it's a thing that people get onto Ozil about about body language. Pepe's body language, it, it yeah. makes him look. Yeah. Like yeah, he looks languid. He looks languid. He looks like yeah. He's lanky. He does those long droopy step overs. Yeah, like you know those drags with his foot. Listen, his strike and technique. He does have that body language. Sometimes Pepe looks like he just had like Pepe looks like he just had a little pound of jam like before a game. Yeah, he does look like that. He does look. It's just his attitude, did it? Like that's his body language. I literally just I literally just rewatched that chance, and he didn't have a he couldn't have taken that shot earlier because Maguire was in the shooting line, so he had to drop his shoulder and then curl it. It just looked like because where he picked the ball up. Yeah, De Gea was out of his goal. It looked like a good first touch onto his right foot and he could curl it round into an empty net. I'm watching it right now. I think I'm being honestly, harsh. Man. Maybe I have yeah, again, again, I'm watching it from the stands. I haven't seen the replay in it. It just looked for me yeah. that De Gea was a long way out of his goal. He kicked it straight to Pepe, straight to him. And I'm just thinking a touch onto his right foot. He's, we know he's not confident on his right foot. This is the thing. But, um, I think I think you're being. Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm more worried about. I'm more worried about our central striker. Mm. So obviously that being Lacazette, not yeah. Aubameyang. I'm more worried about him not being clinical enough in the three games that I've seen oh, mate, us that, play that's, so far. That's I'm much, more worried because what I, what I, for, for all of the for all of the positives I've seen from us in the three games, and you asked us at the start about Arteta that. The things that worry me are the intensity mm. because we, all the players have been asked to commit at a level, that, like at a higher level than probably what they've ever been asked before. Many yeah. of them, definitely, than what they've been asked before at Arsenal. So the implications on fitness at this time of year as well, when like games are thick and fast, you've seen already we've picked up some injuries, some small niggles, some big major injuries, and then our central strikers not being clinical enough. We haven't created. Um, chances for most of this season and then in the last three games we've created loads of different mm. chances so many different Through chances balls, and if this guy is touches in the box and if he's going to be our central striker honestly like if he because I, I rate all the work rate you've spoken about his work mm. rate today everything that did, I rate all of that but at the end of the day I want my striker to score goals yeah yeah, and that. I believe that I believe that like finish a breakfast, and I believe that Oba can score goals, like, and he can score goals from the from the left side. I want him to play up front. I want him to play in the number nine, but he can score from the left, and I think he's still going to get goals he, from the left if he continues to play there. Lacan, on the other hand, in the league since coming back through his ankle injury, so I think he returned in October, the beginning of October, um, and he's only scored in two games. So he scored two against Southampton and Ooh. one against Brighton. Um, yeah. And you know he's been. So it worries me. Yeah, it worries me because we're creating chances. So at the end of the day, you you are getting chance like under Emery. Fine, yeah, an bro. Excuse for it, it? A half chance yeah. thing. Right now, he's getting chances and he's not catching. And it's like, all right, so what? He might not like. He should play against Leeds. He should play against Leeds. No, I don't he think, he should. To get I think he's, he's tired, man. Yeah, he's tired. Yeah, he's, he's tired. tired. But I mean, I'll so give you the last as, 10, as far as like an opportunity 20. to get goals. 
because he, in, I don't know, man. These opportunities to get goals and get his confidence. Has Stella got? Stella he's getting to opportunities get though, Shabs. This is the thing. He's getting opportunities. Yeah, like against Chelsea, yeah, he had against low. Yeah, against I just, Chelsea I, had the Abamyang, uh, the, the, the yeah. lovely layer from Abamyang. Yeah, you know, and that is true, man. Because that's my. This is my point. This is my point. He is getting opportunities. I'm, I'm here just trying to still make it work for him and make excuses for him. Yeah. The bottom line, my point. Nah, 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 I'm worried about. He needs one like what Pepe today. Scuff it into the into the bottom corner. That's why. Why you keep saying scuff it? You know, that was a. That was a harder finish than it looks. Lewis, that's very harsh, man. That, that yeah, was a tough finish. finish that a tough finish? Too. What are you talking about? Bro, but he had to readjust to you the ball. Are, that's, not a, that's not a straight tackle. Alright, Lewis, man. You are on bands, bro. You lot are on bands. It's alright. It's alright. If he misses that, if he misses that, if he misses that, yeah, you lot. Cool. Like Pepe, uh, <laughs> I think Pepe is gonna like come good. Pepe is gonna Pepe is gonna show out Lewis just like maybe. No, but like, I'm a Pepe fan though. Them. But this is the yeah. thing, Shabs. I've been on this podcast defending Pepe. I'm out in the, I'm out in the, the trenches defending Pepe. Yeah, I just don't <laughs> think today. So why, why are you doing? Why are you turning on man? Right I'm now, not man. turning on him. I want to see more. I want to see more. And yeah, is, agree, he's not yeah. doing himself justice at the well. moment. He's not doing himself justice at the moment. And he's he's got no excuse now. He's got no excuse. He's got the right manager. He's got the right setup. The, it's the, down to him now. It's only on him. I'm not hearing any more Pepe excuses. Nothing. No more. If you don't perform... No, not, okay, okay. Hold on. Because, again, we have to be objective. The, the excuses are going to be there for the rest of the season, I believe. Because, again, oh. this is a fitness thing for a lot of... For example, aggressive 1v1 stuff. I think he's going to... He's tired. Um, and, and a lot of these situations so he's just but I don't he's just understand why he's tired though Dan he's not putting in a shift but anyway we'll go around in circles innit we got, yeah, we, got yeah. we got shit to go through we got shit to um, uh, yeah we got we so, must have loads of listeners questions yeah um, I'm just gonna ask one about Abamyang. I have no idea if we have got a question about Abamyang, but obviously there was the rumours that came out that um, you know obviously it's, it's, n- it's not news to us really we know there, there's been speculation surrounding Abamyang, um for the last 18 months or so now. We know that he was coming to the end of his contract and it's likely that he probably moves on. So obviously the, 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 there was a report that came out that said Aubameyang has told Arsenal that he wants to leave in January. I don't think there's any chance of that happening personally. Um, I just don't think we would we would do it. Uh, and I don't see and I, I, I any club the out there that's going to that, put out money. Sorry? I doubt, I doubt that he would hand him the chance to request. I, it doesn't no. even look like he's playing like someone that hands. I know, I know he's a he's a he's a very good professional, Abamyang, and you know yeah, everything is. everything that came out, you know about his attitude, his mentality. You know, you know the stuff we heard when he joined. Oh, he's a bad egg. Da, da, da. I think that's complete bullshit. You know, I think he's shown that even when the chips are down. He has put in a shift. You could just see it now. You know, yeah. he's he he, he was he worked so hard against Chelsea. Yeah, I, and then I was very surprised to uh, you know hear that whole transfer request kind of thing because it it just didn't look like. I think it's just. It's you know just, what I mean? It's just, uh, it didn't it's look like a, rumors. a performance. Yeah. I think I do believe it. You know, I you, think I think the request. I do believe it, but I think the thing is, if Arsenal do get top four. Which I think is slowly like I do have a feeling we might come close. I do feel he might buy in and change his mind. Mm. 
But I, I think, think if it, Arsenal, if I do if, believe if Arsenal get top four, I think it changes the whole. It changes. Like, um, it, yeah, it changes a lot. Yeah. I think it changes a lot. You know, and right, you not, man, we need to go game by game. Please, 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 let's go game yeah. by game. Yeah, we're still yeah, nine yeah, points off. We're, I think we're still nine points off top four, man. I, I, I just yeah. don't think I don't think it's possible. But you know, Chelsea are inconsistent, maybe. But we've got some questions about that anyway. But um, I, I, I for one would never. I'm not going to begrudge Bamiyanga move. There's two players I've said in this Arsenal team that I, I just can't begrudge them moving. It's Leno and Aubameyang. They're the only two players that have performed consistently across the last 18 months or so. And they're the only two players who can say maybe their value has not improved so much with Aubameyang, but you know he's kept some kind of value in the market where better clubs want him, if you get what I'm saying. So um, I wouldn't begrudge right. him a move and I completely understand why he would want to move. So I wouldn't be surprised in that regard. But I'm just looking at it from a like from a performance point of view. He doesn't look like someone who hasn't who's completely down at tools all. and wants yeah, to leave. You know, like even all. today he wasn't and it wasn't his day today. He was poor today, but he worked hard. He's bought into Emery. He's leading know, by example. Into Arteta, man. He's leading by example. Yeah. So um, yeah, I just wanted to ask you your thoughts on 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 how you know if you believe the transfer request rumours you know I, I think I'm I'm starting to think no one will leave in Jen apart from El Nenny. Um if we can shift Mustafi which I doubt we can mm. he might leave but I don't think anyone else will leave so we'll, we'll pretty much um, keep the players we have uh, El Nenny is not here anyway and then um, in the summer it'll be very interesting um, one of Oba or Lacazette is going to have to leave I believe yeah. I um, think we go you know I think they both go yeah, and the, I, think, I think we're going to see like I think Laka is going to be due to the fact he's not scoring enough. Who's, who's, who's buying Laka though? I think every team's interested, you know. Like La Liga, I think Cause, he, cause, he's a player no, for La Liga, for example. I agree. He's for Syria. So, but I can only see Barca really because Suarez is going to get moved on, and they yeah. probably move Griezmann to centre forward, and he'll be maybe the backup. But like even yeah. Atletico Madrid were interested in them a couple of years ago. Mm. They're signing Cavani on the free, so why should they go for? The, the only thing I would say, Dan, is is. Is it's hard to look at these things in the now, future because yeah, yeah. we don't yeah, know how things are going to be impacted. Yeah, yeah, so so you make you make a good point. Still. An injury yeah, here, any any, uh, any any injury or exactly. a, a player could just you know like. Icardi's situation, like someone taps yeah, up someone's baby mother, and then like mm. someone's got a goal, like you know, the ones there, like, one thing's for certain, like, no one's situation, no one's signing Lacazette in January. <laughs> That's one thing, yeah. for certain. no one's signing nah. in January. So I think in the summer, I think we're gonna need two new strikers. I do think them two will go. Mm. I think Uber's like, even though I think Uber loves London, that's the only thing I could say has going for Arsenal. He loves London, but. At the same time, the guy wants to win trophies, and if yeah, Madrid come calling, he deserves it, it, man. Yeah, for real. If Madrid come calling, he's gonna go. They just need to put the money up. That's it. They need to put the money yeah. up. If they if they ain't paying, <laughs> and that's calm then. That's if they ain't pay, if they ain't putting up at least fifty, I'm not selling them because for no. me, it I would rather lose a Bamiang on a free on a free than get forty million for him because I just don't free. think that's worth the money. Um, I I would I think he's I think he's I think he's worth. The forty. I think he's see, worth. I, see, I don't know. We've we've been in this position before where we've been like, oh, keep Alexis, and what happens? We played absolute dog shit for, yeah, but for I, six I, months. I think it changed a little bit now because Arteta is here. I I, I, I just think it's important mm. to keep your best players, and Aubameyang to me is worth. I would rather not have the forty mil. If say if someone comes with forty mil, I'd rather not have it and just keep 
him because I think he's worth more to us for a season than 40 million. I know what you're saying still, but at the same time, I kind of learned from Alexis, you know, like that 40 million, we could use it to get a, a young yeah. G that's going to be... If someone is available, then fair, but yeah. I don't... Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not well versed yeah, in Do you know what it is? You see, like, the um, Alexis situation, Ramsey going on a free... Like I I I don't we want need to, to see sell no more of our players. Yeah, I don't want free. to see. Them. I don't care who they are. I don't I think, want to see I think we're not... because we're not we're not we're not good at it. We're not savvy at it. Yeah. There's teams. There's proper dead teams. Yeah, teams of a lower stature than us, with a with a higher need for 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 money and finances than us. Who get this right? They get yeah. it right. It's their bread and butter. Their whole departments are dedicated to listen, like player retention or um, player departures. And when a player needs to go, they sell the player at the right time. They get decent money for them, whatever their level, whatever their standard. And, and then boom. So if um, a Southampton is selling a player, for example, to a championship side, they're going to get the, that championship side is going to pay decent money mm. in comparison to what other championship sides would pay, you know, for that for that player. So why are we so bad at doing it? Like just constantly bad at doing it, no matter who's um, in charge, no matter where we had... Um, it, it was a bit different under David Dean, but we'd have to go back like well over 10 years, like 15 years with David Dean. But under Ivan Gazidis, we're so bad. Like now, we're still so bad. Like the, play, the player contract situation isn't good. And part of their role as well, part of Eddie's role is not just about bringing players in. Yes. It's about moving players on as yeah. well. And like he, for me, he's got to be judged there as well. Because what are your contacts in yeah, the game saying? If you, like, you've got to be able to get rid of players as well. Not just, yeah, boom. Like, use players to broker deals for better players to come in. Yeah. Use Lacazette to say, you know what? Like, cool. Like, we don't, he's not part of our longer term strategy. We want this younger player. We'll include him in the deal. S- sorry, yeah? Sab's going to have to. We have to move on because we're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, yeah, yeah. We're Calm. Time. Late, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's, let me run through some listeners' questions. So, that question about Bamiyang was from someone called One Un- Unknown. Um, I've got another question here from. Um, I am Mr. Lex. He says, if we're going to get performances like tonight for the rest of the season for 90 minutes, he puts in brackets, do we put all our eggs in the Europa League? So, that, that, so, so like, I think we kind of, um, we've before Arteta came in, we kind of wrote off the whole season. We were like, well, you know, things aren't really going to change. Europa League, da, da, da. If performances like this continue, Europa League all of a sudden now becomes a competition that we have a better chance of winning. Do we not? I think well, I would love for Arteta to you win have a when Emery was all... Yeah, go on. After you, after you. I would love for Arteta to win simply because Emery came in as a Europa League specialist and he failed to, to do it. And imagine Arteta coming in, trips are down, you just win it. But <laughs> I would love to see that. Mm. And I think it's probably our, our, our best way of getting into the Champions League because, as I say, I don't think we can do it for the league. It will require some big, big bottling from the teams above us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Europa's a hard competition, to be fair. I think Ajax, have, with the teams that have dropped into it, Ajax have dropped into it, um, are entering it. Um, I, think they, I, I, I think they deal with us a little bit, you know? I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I think that Lauturo La Martinez is on smoke. So we've got I Sevilla. Lukaku's going to give us we've problems. Got Man United, Ajax, yeah, Sevilla, Inter, yeah. Salzburg, yeah. Roma... Benfica. Yeah, yeah. So I know our draw yeah. was favourable for the for the for the for the Who next round. Get? But who did we get? 
Uh, oh, Olympiacos. Do you know Olympiacos, what? Olympiacos, I, I can't lie, yeah. I, I would have said... I, I said at the time, I don't think it was favourable. I think we actually got one of the harder tyres, actually. Olympiacos is a, is a tough place to go, historically as well for us. But now I'm more confident in it. Mm. Now that Arteta's here, I'm more confident in it. So we should get through. Yeah, it's not it's not yeah. an easy time. But I think we, we could have got it. a lot easier, but, but um, yeah, but we could have got hard. Well, we couldn't have really got hard. No, we couldn't have really fair. got hard. That's nah, what I was saying. Yeah, it was one yeah, of the harder yeah. ties we actually got. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I still expect us to go through. I think yeah. semi-finals. If we're talking about like expectations for the season now, I think with this, with the way we're playing, I expect us to get to the semi-finals of the Europa League. I think you don't really have to do too much. Now we got a, now we got a competent coach in. I think we can raise the bar with expectations a little bit. And just be like, you know what? I think semi-finals is Europa League. Let's and let's see where we go, you know. And if we have uh, to, if we have to, then start resting players in the league because you, and just completely give the top four up, then I would say go for it. Um, I honestly believe that if we get in a very good centre back in Jan, whatever, whatever that's permanent or on loan or whatever, I think if we get in a good centre back. Uh, we shore up the ship at the back. I think we can push for the top four. Mm. I'm not being naive. I don't want to sound crazy here. I think it's legit. I think no one really wants it. It's like last season. Mm. Um, Chelsea are inconsistent. They're not great at home. They're better away from home, but they lost again today, um, didn't they? Or did they drop points? Tottenham yeah. lost today. Yeah. United, we've just beat them, so we're Chelsea closer. Less, less. Oh, oh, Chelsea I, drew. Sorry, they did drew, draw last. Since you're, talk, since you're talking about so, Spurs, bro, the Arsenal fans that want to Mourinho, yeah, yeah, just, just if you're listening, yeah, just, just, just be ashamed of yourself, yeah, innit? We, we know who you yeah. are, innit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dis- yeah. And I don't want to get people. carried away after one win either, but because mm. it's our first win, but no, no, fuck it, fuck it. Arteta's better than Mourinho, mate. Yeah, people, people were talking about us with a relegation at the start of today, and then looking at today, that at the end of the day, they're saying. I mean, we're still close. We're a couple points. We're still closer to the relegation zone than top four, so. Yeah, cool, maybe. But, yeah. <laughs> no, no it's not maybe, it's, but, it's a fact. But Arsenal, yeah, but Arsenal's not going to get relegated. But Arsenal's not yeah, going to get no, relegated. Exactly. It's, it's, it's crazy. So, you know, we've got some easy games now. If we win, if we win like, the majority of these next four or five games, like pick up nine points, 12 points, other teams will drop points. Mourinho thing is mainly that. If you guys managed to watch them today, they were literally they were terrible, all long balls. So, they were terrible against so, the Norwich. They were terrible against um, who did they played the other day. Was it? They've had two good games since he took charge of them. They I had the really game where they swamped. Club, you know? They had right, the game sorry, where they, they swamped someone. Yeah, they they had the game where Deli Ali bagged like the two or three yeah. goals or whatever. They, yeah, they, they've been. It's but they individual quality good. bailing them out. Yeah, they haven't been good. Come on, yeah. let's not let's I'm not. Um, let's, anyway, let's forget on. them. Yep, Dan Cooks asks. Uh, so there's quite a few questions about Xhaka. Should Xhaka stay or we still Xhaka out regardless? I'm Xhaka out um, because I think he's shown he's shown us enough, and it doesn't it doesn't get. Uh, you know, a run of three or four good games doesn't change that for me. He's shown us that he makes mistakes in crucial moments. Um, he's he's just not good enough to be the player. To the level we aspire to be, he's just not good enough. And I think we need a, a better a better player in the middle of the park for me. So, yeah, I'm Xhaka out, just probably not now. I think we, we stick with him until... Um, unless we get really good money for him, of course, and we can replace him. But I doubt we can replace him in Jan so yeah stick with him until the summer and then so I'm, I'm I'm close to what you're saying as well um, in the back of my mind I was thinking it's better to move him on um, 
I do want to be positive and give him a clean slate um, and kind of go from here and see if he's going to put up performances every week um, and judge him on that only. But, um, I mean, history is still there and um, he's gave me some horror times. Mm. <laughs> um, but I do kind of... I, 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 yeah, I'm forgetting all the times. But I do want to be positive. So, um, I'll say that um, I'm, I'm willing to give him um, the six months and if I feel like um, he really, really is a key cog in the um, Tata system, I'm willing to to have him for the season beyond. Even even then, we still need centre midfielders to to to, um, to come in and um, bring give us that added physicality. We need better options in general in midfield. So, um, kind of losing his um, his um, his quality on the ball in deep areas, um, which now is going to um, hide his deficiencies and kind of accentuate his strengths. Um, it's difficult to replace. So. Unless, um, unless we do this with, with, um, with a player like Grealish or something like that, then, um, then I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, I'd rather, I'd rather we keep Jacket than, than just get someone in there run for ninety minutes, have the core or something like that. I, I know we won't do that, but um, I'm very adamant on we need to, we need to have this quality of passing in deep areas. Mm-hmm. So Elaba uh, come through Jacket, or if we, um, Jacket out, then the quality of passing has to be to a similar level. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I'm willing to give him the six months. If I feel like he's fucking up again, um, then I'm going to be very vocal about him, him being him being out. But I think Fair we enough. need to be giving him a clean slate. Fair enough. Um, okay, uh, so there's quite a few questions about Bellerin. We kind of spoke about it. I think most of us are of the opinion, I think all of us are of the opinion that Bellerin should go, right? Yeah, but yes. he's not good enough to. Yeah, he's not yeah, good enough so to still start. So questions from Johan Yo, um, Robin Stanford, and Blue Emperor about Bellerin. Um, <clears throat> a couple questions about who who will make it. So the notorious VSL says, "Who do you think won't make the cut come next season?" Um, and Mister K Jamfi asks after today's performance, which positions do you think need an upgrade, and how long do you think it will take for the team to get back to optimal fitness levels? So let's deal with the first questions. What players do you do you think won't make the cut come next season? So I think Lacazette is probably one of them. Um, for me, Lacazette, I still don't think Louise is good enough. Um, I, I would, I would, re- I really want an upgrade on Louise and Socrates. I think it depends on what you want from Louise, you know. Yeah, I think, I think it depends stated, on what you want from that him. experience. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Maybe. I think. I think he's too. He's too mad for me. He's too mad for me. He's played. I'm not even saying to start. Being crazy. So I'm, I'm not think... even saying to start. I just think like it depends on what you want from him because <laughs> if he he's he's getting older anyway. He's already old. He's he's not quick. Um, he gives you something like he gave today. So if he can give you that for like ten, fifteen games a season, he's valuable. No, um, we're having them there. Yeah, How long is his contract? Valuable. Three years? Pro- probably two or three years. I think his contract's not this summer. It's the one after. Mm. I think it, I think we, we got him on a two-year because of his age. Look, we've, we had um, Czech left. Um, Kashoni left. Like, these are these these were big... Whatever their output was on the pitch, these were big players for the club, innit, in terms of, like, their influence around the place. And, like... If he's a player that's well liked and whatnot, we should have him around. Forget like, yeah, boom, he's there to start or whatever. I don't think he's he will be good enough to start when we get in the right profile of centre back. Mm-hmm. But if he can still be influential behind the scenes and likable and helps to hold players together and still be a vocal voice and his experience, I got no problem with him starting ten, fifteen games for us and coming off the bench at all. I got no problem with that. As long as he's not doing kamikaze stuff. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, I, I, I think I think one player that we can maybe talk about is um, Ceballos uh, in a couple mm. of weeks' time, I think, and it, it will it will be. I think it will, be... will keep him, you know. Is that Ceballos? I've got a feeling he's gonna end up staying, you know. Yeah, I think I it's think gonna, gonna, gonna be gonna good. see. I think he's yeah, gonna be good. I think if he's, he's gonna quite... be good, he suits. The, the pe- yeah, so I think I think he will be good. So it'd be interesting to see. But where would he play um, in the Jacarol? Probably will have to be. I he's don't think capable, he can... you know. He's actually capable of doing that. All you have to do is simplify his game hmm. and release but the ball quicker. That yeah. that's literally it. It's I just instructions. I need to see it. I need to see it because in my head I've got a picture, but very rarely do my pictures in my head make sense on the pitch. So I need to see it. I need to see it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know why it is? That saves us having to look for another replacement. It means we can look for another type of midfielder as well. Mm. Because that means, you know, everyone's calling for Partey. We can actually bring Partey in. Because Partey adds another dimension to the midfield. Meaning we've got so many options in the midfield. That's what yeah. we want. Yeah, to be fair, I'm not... Um, I'd rather Sabios than put stock in, in Willock. Honestly. Let's not even talk about Willock. <laughs> nah, I think Willock yeah, is not, not built for Arteta's football. You can already yeah. see he hasn't got the intelligence to play it. No. Yeah. No, that's and true. Um, mm. Okay, so a couple more interesting questions, actually. Um, one here. So, OT but in tweets asks, um, what does the next tactical step look like for Arteta's Arsenal? I, th- I think that's quite an interesting question. So, we've seen, obviously, quite a few... Um, I think we we were talking about subtle tweaks, but these aren't subtle tweaks that we're seeing from Arteta. These are very big, big very tweaks. big tweaks, you know. So what <laughs> is the next? What is the next implementation we see from Arteta? Because if if these are these subtle tweaks that he was talking about, what is you know what do we have to look forward to? I think it's sustained attacks. Okay. Susta- sustaining waves of attacks, yeah. Yeah, sustaining waves of attacks. I think it's. I, I think a lot of it comes from Pep. Mm. So I think like the Pep's principles are obviously the more we have the ball, um, the less the opposition can hurt us. Mm-hmm. The better, the more we attack with the ball, the more the opposition have to defend. Yeah. The more we get, um, the more we control games. The more um, you know, other teams we squeeze and suffocate and exhaust them. Mm-hmm. And then I think that there are layers to. Um, Pressing, so I think we're basically doing like um, like this pressing mark one, yeah. And I think mm. what will happen as we get in more be- players with better physicality, as the players also become accustomed to become being able to press, to the, yeah, yeah, and become better conditioned as mm. well. I think you'll step it up to like mark one point five or mm. mark two as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's it. But I think a lot. I, I, I'm sorry because I know the guy said he doesn't want to be compared to Pep he wants to be judged on his own manager but that's impossible man like, mm-hmm. look where he's come from so, and so, I think a lot of his concepts are are, are 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 from Pep yeah I guess that ties into the previous question from Mr K Jamfi he says how long do you think it would take for the team to get to optimal fitness levels is this something that Arteta needs like a, a pre-season to, to yeah, do it yeah that, that's done within pre-season mm. that is definitely something that's done because you can't you see how this intensity, how we want to play, you can't really do it properly during the season or else you risk more players getting injured. Especially not sit three games in six days. Yeah. 
Yeah, which kind of explains. But I think we dealt with the intensity a lot better today than we did against Chelsea. I know it's different oppositions, but I felt like, you know, um, it was very important to, to manage the workload of today's game. Because cause it could easily have turned into a game where we're chasing after United. You know, they're a very good transitional team. It could have turned into a very end-to-end game where we're you know we're making a lot of recovery runs and I think we dealt with it really well today and and I was very impressed with our game management actually um and that that was another positive I thought was good today our game management our Teta's subs was very good Saka came on and did you know I'm gonna I'm gonna you know applaud this merchant he's a left back He's a left back. Yeah, yeah. That is I just, his career. Yeah, you did. Say, you did. You did say that. You that did is, say that. That is time his Premier League career. No, I wasn't. Shab, you need to deep it. I'm the one who said it straight no, away. No, 100. percent You did. No, say you, it as well. you, you said. He, Oli. You said Oli. he played left no, back. No, Oli, you I definitely said, said it as well. Back. No, I said it from the start. Olu, shut up, bruv. You ain't even been on a pod, man. You two and maybe one or two. Olu, you not even been on a pod, bruv. What are you talking about? You said shit, man. It's this 100%. You two and one or two other right, give Olu his props, man. Don't give me a master's props. Man, are here yeah, just as you lot are talking about. Point. No, but just as you lot are talking <laughs> about Saka as well, I think the other thing um, that links into the question is about how he advances his tactic. Is Saka was talking, saying that um, Arteta's taught us something that's really simple. That is. Um, like, you know, like knowing when to pass the ball and knowing when to dribble the ball. Yeah. So don't pass for passing sake. You run the ball to provoke players into um, pressing you and then you release the ball. Mm-hmm. And that's a pep concept, 100%. This is what you've done at Barcelona. This is basically what, um, like, you know, there's that whole documentary on it at uh, Barcelona. Pass the ball, move the ball. You pass the ball to move the player, you know. Then once there, you pass the ball to move your opposition. You run the ball. So... We've started to hear some of the players talking about that stuff there, so we're not really seeing it so far after three. Well, we are seeing it in, in small doses, but I think that's another advancement on it. He's gonna get the team doing it with more regularity, more fluidity, yeah. And we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna see some stuff like today. Um, we were having a debate whilst the game was going on about like how we run down the game, and I, you know, people were saying like, yeah, we should continue to attack, and I'm saying, no, we should just control the ball, we're tired. I don't want us to lose the ball, blah blah blah. So we we've got different, we've all got different ideas of on what happens. But I think we'll improve in terms of our game management as well. So in those games where it's tighter, we want to be more assured. We want to have more confidence as a fan base. To, to the point now, we're nervous now, but we get more accustomed to. Now actually, this is Arsenal. We're used to seeing them manage out games. We're used to seeing them shut down the game, and it's not so open. It's not so tense. I think these are things that he'll. Um, Add. I'm I'm inter- I'm I'm interested to see. So one thing that I believe um, that could be quite a good weapon under under Ateta, um could be the usage uh, usage of Martinelli. So um, mm. I think Ateta, Ateta will persist with playing Lacazette, Aubameyang, Uzo um, all together um, for as much as he can. Um, so there won't be this Lacazette is going to be in a bench of Aubameyang playing for the middle. That's not, I don't think it's going to happen. No. However, what will happen is that he will take Lacazette off and then. Perhaps bring on Martinelli. Martinelli would exactly. do the Lacazette so, role very well, I think. Yeah, so I think that would be very interesting to that, see. That, that could be something that really adds to killing killing teams. Ultimately. Yes, yes, hundred yes, percent. Yeah. Like the, the, the pressing the centre midfielders, you know, the the the, the, the pressing the fullbacks out wide. I think Martinelli, that is his game. That is his game, you know. And the chances that Lacazette's been getting, Martinelli, he's tucking them. He's tucking them. 
he's tackling him because he's a killer. So I'm very interested. Was Martinelli on the bench today? No, no. I don't think so. But he, mu- he must no. be quite close to a return, right? He is close. He trained. I mm. think we're having... He'll probably be back, um, you know, for the FA Cup. For the FA Cup. If so, not yeah, the game so after. I think that's yeah. going to be interesting if he starts... I'm, I'm going to be tuning into that Leeds game because there's a few players that I'm very yeah, interested Martinelli to see. Yeah, Martinelli bracing up. Martinelli, you know, you know what should is. be involved. I think I'm very interested to see because I think it's not going to be the same as the Europa League games under Emery where, you know, it just felt like, the, you know, the kids go out and play. Arteta is going to be, you know, he's going to be saying to these players... No, you're not going out there and just playing. You have to, uh, you have to play to the way I want you to play, and and it's going to be the same way that we're going to play against Man United, and uh, it, it doesn't matter if it's against Leeds. This is the way I want to play. You need to go out there and play like it. So I'm very interested to see how these players adapt to what Arteta wants from them. Um, and also, if they do a good job, then you know that's that it works in their favor yeah, because then, does. like, yeah, you know, into <laughs> quicker integration into like you know the the his plans, his definitely, long-term plans. Definitely. So. Um, one last question um, before we uh, wrap things up because it is big. It is really late. I've just looked at time. It's bloody quarter to one. Um, so lucky number one says, should Arsenal go after Cancelo? He apparently wants out at City. So does Cancelo is Cancelo someone who fits the mold of what Arteta is trying to do with um, a fullback? I can't say I've seen much of Cancelo, if I'm being honest. Cancelo's a very good technically and um, technical player. I'm sold. Um, I'm sold. He's very, he's very good technically, to be mm. fair. Um, however, I think he, when when it, when I seen him at Juventus, it was more of he would overlap. So he'd play like our left back kind of thing. He'd be in very advanced areas. Right, okay. Um. So I think the, the role at Mayton last does is more of being inverted, helping mm. with the build up and helping recovering the ball. Um. I'm not sure. Um. Cancelo, Cancelo. That's the perfect fit for him. However, he's a he's a very good player. He's a very good football player. Maybe the idea is though is is so going back to what uh, the previous listener asked in terms of evolving Arteta's tactics. Yeah, we're seeing it quite simplified with you know Maitland now has a has a more balancing effect on the team. Maybe it gets to the point where we are able to have two uh, attacking yes, backs. But yeah, maybe but it evolves. So while Maitland Niles is attacking, maybe that left back now becomes um, maybe he becomes the more balanced player, you know. And we can because one of the concerns I am having at the moment is I don't want to become too um, reliant on attacking down the left hand side. Um, I think that is a way to nullify us at the moment. Is if we can restrict attacks down the left hand side, if we can restrict our left side attacking. I know we have quite a few strings to our bow. Ozil was doing his job, you know, we're getting a chance to Lacazette, Aubameyang's doing his thing, we've got Pepe, Nelson, whatever. But I would want to see more from the right-hand side. And I would say that could be a possible restriction to us at the moment. So I'm wondering maybe, yeah, I think if we can adapt and get more out of our right-hand side as well, then... Um, be great. It'd be it great, be great, I agree. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool, lads. It was great having you. I'm, 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 I'm you know, I'm happy talking about Arsenal again, man. I'm so happy talking about Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, that's man. why Listen, we've done an hour and forty-five minute pod. I'm yeah, ho- I it's hope good. Everyone it's one in the morning, man. Anyway. I know, but it's one you know in what? the morning. Aren't you happy talking about Arsenal at one o'clock in the morning? I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm not even tired, bro. No, exactly. I'm going to bed with a smile on my face. You know, I'm going to turn in my room. You know, I'm going to. 
and I'm going to listen back to this pod tomorrow with, you know, normally I don't really listen to the pods back, but I'm going to listen back to this one because, you know, I think it was a good one. Um, <laughs> obviously, promotion. guys, if Great you have combo. listened to the end, I, I, I appreciate you. I think you probably will because if you're an Arsenal fan, you're going to enjoy today's result. You're going to listen, you're going to enjoy um, hearing people talk about Arsenal. So use the hashtag if you haven't, done, you know, if you haven't done it before, use it. Follow us on Touchy Gooners. Um, Olu, it was great having you on once. So I'm glad. I hope we can have you on again. Anytime. You know, um, <laughs> you know. Next time we win, <laughs> Shabs and Dan. Obviously, it was great having you on as per usual. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be back as usual next week. Hopefully, after another. Yep, yep. Bless. Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital grade clean. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. Podcast Network.